I generated $1,000 in sales for a pizzeria, and I want to share this with you so that you can get on it too. We all know that pizza is very special to us, and the last thing that we want to do is become a commodity. We don't want to be the next dominoes. We don't want to compete on price. And it's hard to do that because for the uneducated consumer, they look at pizza and they're like, do I justify spending $30 a pizza, $50 for a dinner, and it's pizza? One way to combat this is to sell an experience. Right. And I'm not saying you have to do an omakase like Peyton from Mission Pizza, something like Ryan from Sanctuary Pizza. Those are some of the more obvious ones. But this one that I'm going to talk to you about, something a little bit different. And it served a great purpose in terms of educating customers on the craft of pizza. On November 16, 2023, I taught my first pizza class in San Francisco over at Sunset Square's Pizza. I don't know if I mentioned this to many of you all, but I started working at a pizzeria to get some experience again, but not making pizza, not front of house. It was more on the business side, talking to our neighbors, our community, partnering up with other business owners to try to generate event bookings, caterings, all of that. Unfortunately, I got let go from that job. Um, and I won't get into that too much in today's episode. San Francisco is a huge mess right now. And they made a lot of changes organizationally. And so, again, don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but a lot of things changed within the last few months or so. And we just had to part ways. But in my time setting up ways for this restaurant to generate more streams of revenue through events, catering, all of that stuff, I came across something called Marco Experiences. And they are a booking platform for people to rent out your restaurant or even if you have a event center, anything like that. Additionally, they also offer experiences, hence the name. And I thought, why not make our pizzeria stand out more by offering some sort of experience? Not to mention, pizza-making classes can serve as an additional form of revenue, and a pretty large one too, at that. And so I proposed this to the owner and he thought it was a great idea. I ended up moving us through the process with Marco Experiences, going back and forth on writing a description for the class. We went as far as even staging photos for the experience. I went into the restaurant one day, tossed some pizzas with a fake class, and the photos came out pretty nicely. Anyway, we did all of that stuff and posted it on the experiences page finally, and nothing happened for months. And then as you all know, I got let go from that place or from that job, and maybe two months later, 
I get a text message on my phone that said, you have an experience with blank tech company. And so the owner and I chatted it up and he said, hey, can you, take, can you do the class? I'm out of state right now and I won't be able to do it. I thought about it for a couple of days and, and I'm thinking to myself, this would be a great opportunity to one, put validation on the work that I did, on the groundwork that I laid, reaching out to different businesses, signing us up for different websites to get our name out there. And then two, scratch my itch on teaching. Because I have taken many, many, many cooking classes before, and I am very hard to be satisfied with them. Mainly because my first ever cooking class was a pizza making one, and I was pretty pissed at the instructor. The instructor was terrible. Like, apparently, he did a bunch of paella making classes and some other stuff, but he thought he could teach pizza because it looked easy. Goodness, what a terrible experience. The answers that I got to my questions, very bad. The pizzas that we made, burnt. So yeah, I had always, I, I, maybe it was more of an ego thing. I had always thought I could do it better. Hmm. Mm, not, but then, you know, I've, I've taken more classes after that. And I was like, yo, let's, let's go ahead and do this. And so I did it. I committed. And in this episode, we're going to go ahead and break down sort of the lesson prep and the plan for the class. But more importantly, we're going to talk about how this was a great income generator. I mean, who doesn't want to wake up to an extra $1,000 in their bank account? And so that's what I'm going to break down today. And I hope, I hope, I hope it helps you make some extra cash. Before we continue with the show, I want to give a huge shout out to Bacio Cheese for sponsoring the podcast. I started using Bacio Cheese just recently and I love the product. As some of you may know, I am a fan of pre-shredded cheese for my Detroit style Frico. And Bacio Cheese works when it comes to taste and performance. My Frico is perfect. I'm going to be posting about it on my Instagram soon, but check that out. More importantly, if you have a pizzeria, I highly recommend checking them out. They have a rewards program, and there's nothing like buying cheese for your pizzeria and making some cheddar on the side. Am I right? Members can earn cash back for every pound of cheese purchased. And so the more cheese you buy, the more you can earn. That to me sounds like a win-win. If you want to get in touch with Bacio, let me know and I will connect you. DM me on Instagram at whatsgooddough or email me idrif at whatsgooddough.com. Thank you very much to Baccio for sponsoring this episode. Now, back to the show. The holiday season is upon us, and I don't know of a better gift than an uni pizza oven. Whether you are gifting for a home pizza maker, a pizza professional, or for yourself, you gotta get with uni. Right now, they have some amazing products, like the uni Volt 12, which can get up to 950 degrees Fahrenheit indoors, all electric baby. It's made some amazing pizzas in my household, and I truly recommend it for ease of use cooking and super hot temperatures that you can control from both top and bottom. 
Uni has all of the ovens that you can ever need to start your pizza business. So go ahead and check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for supporting my show sponsors. Okay, so we're going to start from the beginning. Again, I was trying to get our name out there. And so putting us on different platforms was quote unquote table stakes, easy cater, Marco experiences. One of the things I want to be, I want to caution you about is that if you can avoid paying for some of these platforms, avoid it, right? Uh, because we paid a grip for triple seat and nothing really came out of it. We got a few leads. Um, we got, you know, maybe a booking or two. Um, but gosh, 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 gosh. I hope we broke even on that. But anyway, this one, Marco Experiences, I enjoyed working with actually because they seem to be very much company corporate focused. Like they work with a lot of big company names and they will essentially be a concierge for all of these tech companies. And so I don't know if they have this everywhere, but it's so hard to go door to door knocking. Uh, we only have so much time. And so if you have somebody or a platform working for you, it may be worth paying the commission, right? Peerspace is another one of those companies that you pay commission for. And I think that's what I'm more of a fan of. I mean, imagine if your Airbnb host, I'm sure everyone here has stayed in Airbnb before I at least heard of it. Imagine if Airbnb charged you a platform fee just to list your house. Like, that sounds kind of ridiculous in a sense, right? Especially since you can see the fee that Airbnb takes each booking and you imagine that the host gets a fee or pays a fee to Airbnb when they get a complete booking. But to pay to play monthly and not guarantee any sort of play sucks. And so I highly recommend getting on these free platforms. The onboarding process was fairly straightforward. We had to write down a description. And those you can do yourself or you can copy mine. I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes along with my lesson plan. You know, I think it's best that you create your lesson plan first and then write your description because then you'll know how you're going to sell this experience. And then if you get booked, you at least have a lesson plan, and you're ready to go. The other thing that you're going to need to do is set a price. And the price that we set, $113 per person, minimum 12 people booking. Dude, some company paid $1,356 for me to teach their class. Granted, Marco Experiences takes a 20% cut, I feel good about generating that revenue for a restaurant and I will feel even better if any of you listeners start a class yourself and make some cash after this episode. And then finally, the company asked for photos and here, you know, we we were sort of lucky because the restaurant that I did work for had some resources and connections. You know, we had a, a professional photography setup. We had some regulars come by and, and make pizza with me while we shot it. 
the the pictures came out super crispy and I, and I do think that helps. I mean, it can't hurt, right? But again, you know, we did all of this stuff and didn't get a booking for months. Let me see how long did it take from startup to final. Yeah, so we signed up in mid-April. Seven months later, we got a booking. So again, I don't know if I, I can tell you how to optimize this, but I can plant the seed in your head that this thing is sort of worth it, right? Setting up the process, maybe a few hours of back and forth emails, writing a lesson plan, is, you're going to spend a couple hours on it, but you can use it forever. What I do hope for the rest of the episode is I can kind of break down the experience itself and hopefully give you some inspiration on how you can do this in your business. Now, my vision for this experience was, one, to stuff people full of pizza. Two, to get them experiencing most of, if not all, of the pizza-making process. Making dough, saucing, cheesing, baking, and then applying it at home later down the line. We'll go into that a little bit. And also, I wanted to make sure that we educated the consumer a bit. Educated them on, you know, why pizza costs what it costs. Why quality pizza matters and it's not just all about Domino's. You know, educating them on flour, sauce, cheese. Educating them on the process. And, I, and in doing so, I hope that through this class, we made a more informed consumer. And that kind of goes back to what I said earlier about like, you know, fighting the battle against commoditized foods, right? Not only will we show people and educate people, but let them taste what good pizza is supposed to taste like. But yeah, the class started with an appetizer, because in my opinion, you go to a pizza making class, you're probably going to arrive hungry. I mean, think about it. I'm going to be making pizza. I'm going to be eating pizza. I'm going to show up hungry. And if you show up hungry, what's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to be thinking about food. You're not going to be able to concentrate. And so I started off the class with some appetizers and some water. Um, also, in front of all the students, I had mixing bowls, flour already weighed out, water already weighed out, and salt already weighed out. I also had some, because the restaurant uses sourdough, sourdough culture in a tub. Uh, and we used, and I had a couple of scales laid out and I wanted to make sure that, you know, if these students were to make pizza in the future and find a recipe that they know how to use a scale and that they know what recipes to look for and to avoid recipes with volumetric measurements. Um, once we started mixing our dough, I talked to them about stretching folds and kneading and essentially Throughout the entire class, which was a three-hour service, 
you know, we would do stretch and folds. And, you know, we talked about the, we even did an olive oil tasting. Before we continue on with the episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Cordo Olive. The difference between quality versus commodity, fresh versus rancid, is night and day. That's why amazing pizza makers like John Arena, Laura Meyer, Chris Decker use these at their restaurant. But seriously, Porto is an amazing product. You make pizza professionally, whether you do a pop-up or run a brick and mortar, you can try it out for free. Just email me, idrift at what's good dough, or DM me on Instagram at what's good dough. I'll also leave that information in the show notes. Thank you to Cordo for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, hey, Pizza Pal. Did you know a staggering 18% of Americans make a move each year? So even if your business is firing on all four cylinders, you could be waving goodbye to one in every five customers. Oh no. With Our Town America's new mover welcome program, you can seamlessly replace those customers who've relocated. Imagine this. There's a family settling around the corner, seeking out their next favorite restaurant. They're in the midst of creating new routines and yes, on the hunt for their next bomb slice of pizza. Here's your chance to shine amidst the sea of quote-unquote restaurants near me. Now picture this, a tailored, warm, welcome gift arriving at their doorstep precisely when they need it most. And here's the secret sauce. By joining forces with Our Town America, you'll learn how to transform these fresh faces into devoted, long-term customers. So, are you ready to dive in? Connect with Susan at 480-678-1366 or send her an email at susan at rtown.net. That's susan at rtown.net or 480-678-1366. You know, throughout the class, we also talked about tomatoes and the importance of using, tasting your tomatoes and adding the necessary ingredients for balance what kind of tomatoes to look for when going to a pizzeria, what kind of tomatoes to look for when shopping at a grocery store. I talked to them about cheese because they're going to take this dough and they're going to make pizza at home. Like, are they going to go buy the pre-shredded bags? Are they going to buy the whole block? What are they going to do? Um, and then after the cheese demo, we made pizza. And this is where I kind of want to slow down a bit and talk a little bit more about it. My goal was to make four round pizzas and four square pizzas. And I think the squares are about ooh, eight inches, nine inches, perhaps. That was not enough for 12 people. <laughs> Good thing is three people didn't show up and I had access to an additional square. So I think moving forward, I will recommend about one pizza per person. And that way they have pizza to take home, to go. Honestly, y'all, like these people, these experience goers are paying you $112, right? Take care of them. Like how much is each pizza going to cost? If we were to sell these pizzas, we would probably sell them for about $300. Like let's and then and that's and that's what you would sell it for, right? We're not talking about profit here. 
or anything like that. Like $400 in sales for the pizza that you provide, right? Maybe another $50 in ingredients and another, what, let's call it, let's pay your staff 30 bucks an hour times five for prep and the actual three-hour class. Let's call it an even 550 right? $550 to run this class. Your net payment from everything was $1,057. $500 in profit after everyone's paid, more or less. Come on, right? And so um, I digress a bit. Make enough pizzas. And we advertise it as a sourdough Cali Korean pizza making class. And so we we definitely started off with just like basic rounds, cheese and pepperoni so that people could taste our dough. And then for the squares that we do, we did the Cali Korean uh, barbecue chicken pizza buyer. And I guess people, you know, I think it's helpful to be able to try. And like our pies aren't that big. So it's a 12-inch round or an 8-inch square. So the pizzas aren't very big. Now, what could I have improved? I think over time, as I do these, I will know where everything is. But because this wasn't my restaurant and I don't really work in the kitchen, there were some moments where I thought the prep was done. And it wasn't. That was on me. I should have checked first. I assumed that the prep was done. And I had to stop the class a couple of times to ask the back of house to refill the bacon or refill the tomato sauce. Right. And especially knowing that the back of house is in charge of their own stuff, like prepping food for the actual orders. You know, I definitely felt like a nuisance. But if you're doing this in your own restaurant or you're having a staff member doing this, then, or if you're just doing this at your own in your house or wherever you're doing it, then you know where everything is. We made the dough in the little quart containers and they took home dough and sauce. Fortunately, we had some nice paper bags for people to take their dough home uh, with. But if I had them just walk out with those little quart containers, <laughs> it wouldn't have looked nice. They ended up coming home with paper bags, but I think that if I had put the paper bags, if I had already had the paper bags ready and put like a sunset squares and put a sticker on there of the business, some instructions for the dough printed out so that they didn't have to read my email later. It would have been much cleaner. And then finally, name tags, damn it. Name tags, name tags, name tags. It's an experience, right? If I'm saying, hey, you, can you please, uh, you can go wash your hands over there. You can go wash your hands here. Do you want water? Oh, is are they done using the restroom? Does anyone else 
did you find whatever, right? Like, it's so impersonal. Like, the, the more connection that you can make with these individuals, the better, right? Like, and, and you're not even, like, what do you get after a great class? Like, yes, you may get tips afterwards, but also, and yes, you may get referrals, but also just the satisfaction of doing, of knowing that you did a great job. The satisfaction of knowing that you taught someone a new skill. The satisfaction of knowing that you impacted someone's life. Because my buddy Craig from Gracie's a Pizza said, teaching someone is one of the highest honors. Like you are in a position to educate somebody and enlighten someone and guide someone. And so don't take that for granted. And I feel like there was a lot of room for improvement for sure. It was not as smooth. So I have to be less judgmental of the first pizza class I ever took. Because if that was his first class, maybe he was having it as hard as, a, as, hard of a time as I did. But what I can say is it will only get better. I plan to do these more. I don't know if I'm going to be doing them at the pizzeria. I'll be honest. It depends on how much the pizza make the owner pays me because we didn't really... like. I'm, if, he, if he's going to pay me my hourly rate, then I don't know if I'm going to take the class anymore because uh, I don't think it's worth driving all the way there for an hour. And, and honestly, I, I would rather much do these myself in my house knowing that I'm not going to be a nuisance to the back of the house. But I will say, back to why we recorded this episode to begin with, is that I think there's some money here. Again, I hope to make this super easy for you by sharing my lesson plan, sharing our booking page, so you can get some ideas as to how we ran this. I kind of touched on the numbers earlier, but I think those numbers are kind of off. Um, I think. Again, it was $1,300 for everything, 112, 113 times 12 people. And, you know, Marco takes a 20% cut and, you know, figure out your food cost on a pizza per person, figure out your labor costs, and, of course, your hard costs, whatever you're going to factor in for that. but. Think about that as your profit, especially if you're just doing it yourself. I think it is a viable option for people who are just starting out, people who have a slow restaurant, and I think it's going to be a viable option for me now that I have a Nico Micro Enterprise Kitchen Home Operation. So if you didn't already hear about that episode, check out the episode prior to this where I talk about getting permitted for my home restaurant. Also, I think this was actually a fun experience for me because next month I'm going to go get certified to become a teacher. And I couldn't have asked for a more perfect situation, right? Not only will I dive into the theory of becoming a pizza teacher, but I also got the practical practicum experience. I guess both words could apply here. And just to let you all in 
on a little secret at the very end. I appreciate you all for staying. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a teacher. I grew up. Um, and in a way, I feel like podcasting gives me that outlet. I get to talk about something I truly, truly love and do it in a form where I get to help share the experiences of others and hopefully give you all some insight. And so teaching really does mean a lot to me. And I hope that if it does mean a lot to you, it's something that your community or your restaurant goers want or need, then consider it, right? I don't think the lift is that heavy, but I think the potential of getting paid is out there. And it all just comes back to doing what you love. And so I hope you consider this. Check out the links in the show notes. Check out the Instagram. If you have any questions, DM me. I appreciate you for listening. Truly. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and uh, enjoy Cyber Monday. I love you. Till next time. Peace.